0: Yeah, yeah. I noticed that you need to do walking meditation for some of the tree branches over the path. So I'll, I'll volunteer to come and from that. And if there's watering to be done, it looks like plants need water. As long as it grows, I'll, I'll do that. And I can do that in the middle of next week. Oh, great. Like, right. right. So. If there is a, uh maybe you know previous. The 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 plans look like a request me sorry Hey, well thank you for bringing that to everyone's attention to I think most of us don't get back there very often, so All right. Well, <clears throat> let's see. This this is the first time I've had a chance to talk to you since the uh, weekend teaching, except for those of you that were at the retreat that followed. So uh, yeah, I'd like to hear how your meditation's going and, and what I might be able to help you with. Yes? Could you talk
1: for a couple? About various mindfulness practices because I've just been really. I mean, it's something I've worked on and off with for years and years, but now I'm really pushing on it. I'm really trying to focus on it, in particular with food. I'm just take. I'm just trying to take one or two at a time to work with, so I don't get overwhelmed and I'm not really do any of them.
0: To try to be mindful on an ongoing basis. Or yeah, certain, every
1: certain day. Thing. Yeah, framing my day
0: but that is the big challenge I and mean, what you what you all want to do is get to the place where you are uh, mindfully aware all of the time what you're doing and why you're doing it and the processes that you know are, are taking place in your mind what what's actually happening in the present moment and of course the problem with that is remembering it, because you say okay well I'm going to practice mindfulness and then the end of the day comes and you remember that you know, well, maybe you remember to be mindful twice during the day and it lasted five minutes before you got distracted. You know, and of course sometimes uh, you remember the last time that you were really mindful of what you were doing was two days ago or something like that. So the big problem uh, with practicing mindfulness in the way that we really need to and really want to, is just simply remembering to do it. Uh, I think that's the biggest problem. Now, it is really important that you know what it means to practice mindfulness. But by comparison with remembering to do it, uh, that's a a minor problem. Knowing how to do it is, is a much smaller problem than remembering to do it. So, There are there are a number of things that you can do to help um, make yourself have that kind of awareness that mindfulness is what you want to have on an ongoing basis. One of them is that hopefully you all have a, a daily meditation practice, mm-hmm. and so at the end of that practice, when you get up, try to be as continuously mindful as you can from that point. Because after all you've spent, whatever it is, 45 minutes or an hour uh, practicing being mindful. And so if you can be mindful as you as you get up, be mindful as you uh, go on and, and engage in your other activities, particularly be mindful of what happens that is going to cause you to lose the awareness of your mindfulness? This is, the, this is very much the same thing that you go through in the process of meditating, where you, where you try to keep your attention on the meditation object. And then something does carry you away from it. And then you do forget it. And then your mind wanders. So the same thing happens that you make the determination to practice mindful awareness in your daily life, And uh, you stay mindful up to a point, but then something happens that, we would say, engages your attention so fully that the mindfulness is lost, and even the intention to be mindful is forgotten. Uh, And then the problem, of course, is it, it, it can take a very, very long time before that mindfulness comes back. So start out with trying to stay mindful as long as you can, after you've initiated the process by, by meditating, and then also trying to be aware as you enter into one of those circumstances where you realize your ability to sustain your mindfulness is, is disappearing, which will happen. Uh, somebody comes up to you, urgently want to talk about some matter, or the phone rings, or something like that happens. That you become fully engaged in the discussion, uh, especially if whatever it is they want to talk to you about carries some degree of uh, emotional significance or some, some kind of imperative for you so that you plunge totally into the beingness of whatever it is that the conversation is about. And, and you lose the track of your mindfulness. So. Just try to hold on to mindfulness as long as you can, even in the process of, of it going away. Um, then the other thing is, you know, as when you sit and meditate and your mind wanders, that at some point you remember that uh, you're not with the meditation object. If you're fortunate, you're going to have that happen sometime along the way. You're going to remember that, oh, I haven't been being mindful. And that's a good time to. Uh, take a moment, if you can, from whatever is going on and just try to settle your awareness into your body and into that place of reflecting that, okay, where am I? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? And and to sustain that presence of mind as long as you can. That is what mindfulness is, is presence of mind. And uh, in daily life it needs to be one of those multitasking kind of skills where uh, you may be doing something, even talking to somebody, maybe planning for the future, but some part of you uh, maintains some degree of presence of mind of what's going on. But anyway, whenever whenever the, the remembering occurs, then of course, just as in meditation, there's no no mental scolding yourself because the, however long it, it's been that you haven't really been mindful, but rather, oh, good, I remember it Now, I'll try to be as mindful as I can for as long as I can. But we can augment that by creating, uh, creating those times where we create the habit of bringing ourselves into mindfulness. One I would suggest is trying to do that when you wake up in the morning. Uh, Most difficult situation is if you're a person who uh, waits longer than you really should before you go to bed and go to sleep at night. And so the alarm clock rings. You set it to ring no earlier than you can afford to. And then when it rings, you immediately got to totally unmindfully leap out of bed start doing whatever you have to do to get wherever you have to be. It's going to be very difficult to do that. I would suggest that a really good place to start in the practice of being mindful is to be mindful of the things that you need to do in support of being mindful, like going to bed at a time that allows you to wake up slowly enough to begin your day with a practice of mindfulness so that as you get out of bed, as you begin to Dress. Look after your various bodily needs, uh, and so forth. That you begin your day with a period of mindfulness that will carry over very well. Now, the next, the next thing that I think that con- is a consistent opportunity that everyone will have, if you have a daily meditation practice, is of course your meditation. And when you get it from the meditation, you're going to try to continue to be mindful. But the other way to use that is the first few minutes of your meditation, that's the time to reflect on how successful you've been in your practice of being mindful. So if you do that reflection at least once a day, at least each time you sit down and meditate, the nature of your reflection will be to try to recall those times when you succeeded in in practicing mindful awareness. Feeling good about that can never never understate the importance of positive reinforcement in terms of conditioning your mind to behave the way you want it to behave. So as you're recalling the successes that you enjoyed and being mindful, if there were any, feel, feel as good about those as you can. Generate as much positive feeling as you can. And then the other thing, as Shelley suggested that she was going to do is that if you can pick certain things that always happen during the day and use them as occasions to trigger you to, to remind yourself to be mindful, then in your daily reflection, you can look back on those occasions and see whether you indeed, whether you succeeded, whether you indeed remember to be mindful at those times or not. Uh, the, there's one method that that the Buddha described to his monks, a way of learning to practice mindfulness of the body throughout the day, which was to use the change in posture as a trigger. So that try to get in the habit of remembering every time you change your posture uh, that uh, to to be mindful. So that when you're sitting and you stand up, or when you're standing sit down or you or you lay down or when you walk or when you cease to walk and so forth well that really conveys the idea although granted for most of us until we've already learned to be mindful on an ongoing basis that's a bit of an advanced piece of advice because we change posture so many times during the day and because um there, there's not it's difficult to attach appropriate significance to that. Now, what, what I've always thought is one of the best things to do is to choose a kind of mental state or a kind of behavior that you would really like to uh, change or to gain some control over or to at least gain some conscious awareness of when it takes place and use that. And so that means that you would, first of all, you would choose uh, a particular behavior or a particular mental state that that is appropriate. And then this becomes the focal point for remembering to be mindful. So in terms of your reviewing, if what you do is you review uh, since yesterday what were the occasions that that particular that you engaged in that particular behavior as an example that you either were or weren't mindful and so you can even kind of imagine you, you remember the time that this happened you know uh, and that you weren't really mindful and you kind of imagine what it would have been like if you had remembered to be mindful and pay attention as a behavior was being engaged in as it was initiated and was being engaged in. You know, and this this reflection process will help you to become more mindful. Uh, it, it's very useful, especially in causing you to become aware of those times that you uh, engage in unwholesome behaviors or you have unwholesome mental states like anger, or irritation or impatience arise, uh, or uh, behaviors that are uh, not in keeping with the precepts. So you know, if you examine yourself and, and uh, you see that there is some particular way that you habitually uh, don't keep one of your precepts to the degree and in the form that you would like to, then this can be your focal point. Through reviewing, you will come, over time, to begin to be more mindful. You'll, you'll remember to be mindful in association with those events. Because you, once a day, you've reminded yourself, and you've reflected, and, and maybe you even visualize yourself being mindful. And then it will start to happen. Of course, when, it, when that event takes place, and you remember to be mindful about it, then you can try to continue to be mindful for as long as possible after that. So what you're after is getting to a place of, of having a greater degree of mindful awareness all of the time. And uh, this is just a, a device to help you to get there. The, the first obstacle to get over is just remembering that this is what what you intend to do. Now, since you asked me the question, Shelby, and since I know most of this you've heard before, really, um, is there some way that I can make it more useful and more effective for you, or is there something more I can say about it? I
1: think what you said is really helpful, just um, that it is a challenge remembering. I've taken one mental state and then something, I've just moved. Forever, I've wanted to be mindful of eating. Yeah. You know, and just being aware of eating and, and making an offering and of eating and so forth. But I've been pretty bad at it, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to get a little better at it. But I still, you know, I'm halfway through my meal, but I remember yeah. it pretty often. sometimes, you know, you gotta remember. The thing, but
0: well, that is a re that's a very good way to do it. And even if you remember halfway through your meal, and if you can remain mindful throughout the rest of the meal, that will be that will be very good. And then. If you add to that the reflection, where you know later on in the day, or the next morning, or whenever you meditate, do the reflection, you recall that yes, I you know I remembered it was halfway through the meal, but so what? It's wonderful, I remembered. So that that will be reinforcing. But the other thing too is when you say, okay, I'm going to try to be mindful throughout every meal. But if you have remembered and you've succeeded in becoming mindful during the meal. Try to remain mindful as long as you can afterwards. Yeah, that's another stuff that I don't have to take Yeah. Thanks. You're
2: welcome. Yes? I also have a question about being mindful. Um, during my medication practice at home, um, I often feel that my mindfulness and my concentration is very poor. And I notice this as I meditate, you know, my mind will come back. I'm like, oh, I was away again. And this feels like I'm doing this and happening too frequently. And I've started from time to time looking at, well, what's there? You know, what's there? And I keep noticing uh, for a while now, and it seems to be increasing, that um, what's there is I don't want to be present. Like, I don't want to. And it almost sounds like a kid's voice, but like, I don't want to.
0: I, you don't want to pay attention. I don't want to
2: pay attention. This, this, is, this isn't fun. This isn't interesting. And I, I am now looking at my meditation practice. It, it seems to me like the way I'm doing it is all with self discipline. Like I'm going mm-hmm. to make myself do this. And I am very successful at putting my butt down and I do mm-hmm. the meditation. I'm really good at that. I'm just not good at meditating while I'm meditating. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been noticing this I don't want you for a long time now, and the more I look, the more I see it. And I notice it also in my daily life when it, I happen to think of it, that, oh, it's, you know, it's been a long time since I've kind of been present, and what's there? And it's like, oh, well, I, I just haven't wanted to.
0: Well, want when to you to. are being mindful, mm-hmm. what happens? Do you discover interesting things?
2: What happens is then the breath seems like a stick to it. So it, it, it seems, it's not that it seems more interesting, it's, it's as if my mind is interested mm-hmm. at times. And typically it's when my breath is, is much stronger and faster and there's an emotional quality to it. And even if I'm not paying attention to the emotional quality, I'm just paying attention to the breath. But when my breath is slow, it seems like nothing is going on. Mm-hmm. My mind, my mind wants something to go on. My mind, I don't watch television, but it's almost like my mind wants to watch television. My mind wants to be actively engaged in a drama.
0: Okay. Yes, right. Your mind is actively engaged in a drama all the time. and What's happening is is you're missing that. And so, you see, let's take the question. Okay, why do we want to... Have this kind of mindful awareness, uh, and maybe you know. we're using the term mindfulness, which is a shorthand word, so let's expand it and make sure that we all understand. What do we mean by mindfulness? By mindfulness, we mean being fully, consciously aware of what's going on, being present in the sense of being awake, being aware, uh, being conscious, being in a higher state. Of consciousness. So that's great. So why do we want to do that, OK? What's the event? What's the game? Now, we can use the quality of our awareness of the objects uh, of consciousness that we take, like the sensations of the breath or anything else, and what we're doing, you know, I could, I could focus uh, fully conscious awareness on this bottle and examine, investigate its characteristics in great detail, and I might find something interesting there and fascinating. And if I did, that would be satisfying and rewarding. And as a matter of fact, in the world at large. There is a lot that's fascinating and rewarding that can be discovered by being mindful. But the real point of the mindfulness is to cultivate it, train the mind to be fully conscious, fully present, fully aware of what's being observed, so that we can turn that awareness back on itself, on the mind itself. And so what's important? Where all the discovery and the fascination and the interest are going to be uh, are going to arise is is in our examination of of the mind of reality as it unfolds. Uh, each moment of reality uh, of, of what it means to be a person, the, each experiential moment has the content of consciousness, but it also has the mind that uh, is, has chosen this object and is reacting to this object and is uh, is really creating the next moment of reality, causing it to unfold. And this is this is where it becomes interesting. The drama is your mind. And what you uh, what you want to do is to get to the place where you appreciate that, you enjoy that. When this, when mindful awareness leads to discovery, then it's not a chore anymore, it's exciting. You want to have mindful awareness. You can't wait to see what you're going to discover next when you start really paying attention. And so it's important to keep that in mind. If you find yourself you're, you're meditating and you're being mindful and you have a sense that it's a chore. Now what happens is if you if you fail to reflect on that feeling that's arising, then you've missed your opportunity. The, the drama that is interesting is your mind's reaction and the message that it's sending by producing this feeling that, oh, this is a chore. This is an invitation for you to investigate your own mind and what you're doing. OK, what am I doing that makes me feel like this is a chore? What is there about this? Um, and how could it be different? You know, And uh, not not suggesting a lot of discursive and analytical thought, although some, some analysis and some discursive thought might be really helpful to to get you out of the, you know, sort of narrow, narrow-minded narrow blinders on to, to open up your vision to examining the state of your mind itself and the reactions of your mind itself. Because this is what we're primarily interested in. What can we learn about our mind? What can we learn about the way our mind creates our reality? Uh, what, what can we learn about the true nature of reality. Because this is what we're after, right? That's what we want to penetrate through the obscurations and the illusions that keep us experiencing things in the same way over and over again. And so that's unfolding moment by moment. Your reality, when when you are forcing yourself to be mindful, and you're experiencing it as a chore, that is your reality. That's what you want to investigate. It's not It's not the sensations of the breath, because you, there's a lot of amazing things you can discover there. And when you're not preoccupied with the feeling that it's a chore, you will discover those things too. But the fact is that, that there is no moment of conscious human experience that does not consists that it is not fascinating in its own right if you can open yourself up to the exploration of it but most importantly each moment of human conscious experience is a moment of a reality fabricated through the operation of this mind and what we are seeking when we are on a higher spiritual goal is the opportunity to understand that well enough that we can penetrate beyond it. And so every single moment that you are alive, awake, and conscious is an opportunity to to achieve that penetration and that, and that understanding. If you can keep that thought somehow enough present in your mind, to, to, that will result in Enthusiasm, which I think is the best way to translate, uh, you know, the the seven factors of enlightenment. Two of them, one is investigation, and when we're practicing mindfulness, what we're doing is uh, is we're we're investigating. Right? So we're investigating the reality that is unfolding for us, moment by moment. But the other factor that goes with that which is often translated as energy, but really connotes more an enthusiasm. And that's what that's what you were describing as being lacking. And so that's what I'd suggest, that you see if you can't find a way to bring that awareness. If you can remember why you're doing this and what the hope and promise of doing it successfully is, then, uh, then I would really hope that that brings forth that kind of energy and enthusiasm so that uh, it becomes more than just easy to do it becomes a, 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 a joyfully anticipated opportunity to gauge and engage in this investigation in this journey of, of discovery Now all adventures you know all adventures anywhere in, in the world, are carried out sort of step by step and moment by moment, you know, and and the sails of the ship are raised and lowered. So that is a part of the process, and it's difficult to, you know, if you get lost in the, in the step by step part of it, uh, it can turn into drudgery. But it remains an adventure when you remember that you don't know What's over the next hill? You don't know what uh, lies over the horizon. You don't, and but you know that it's uh, it's going to be something different and interesting and uh, hopefully wonderful. So turn your meditation as much as you can into uh, into that kind of adventure, where you don't you know you don't get caught in the drudgery of it, and you remember. Why you're, you're on this adventure. Is that helpful?
1: It's helpful, and I
2: noticed that I want to argue with you. Okay, good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is just what, you know,
2: what my mind does.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, well, it's good to argue. But, you know, huh? Teachers should always be argued with. Well,
2: what my mind is saying is, yeah, but many, many meditation teachers in my past on retreat Worked very very hard with me to get me to agree to focusing on the breath to,
0: to do it to, to
2: agree to even bother focusing on the breath. Mm-hmm. But that was a very big struggle in and of itself. And I did see the value of it. And my practice did deepen in a way that I really wanted it to. Right. I found it very valuable on retreat. Yeah. And I suspect it is still valuable in my life, though it, um, my concentration is not. It is often very good on retreat mm-hmm. and very often very poor at home and still i plug away and i think about this teacher and that teacher and that teacher who practically begged me or yelled at me or whatever each one did demanded of me stop it with the emotions stop with the thoughts get to the breath stay with just stay with the breath Lisa, says stay with the breath <laughs> Just do that and and i listened and the advice was very valuable but it's true um, that right now in my practice and certainly for the last few months, but in general for longer than that too, though just not as obvious to me, is that I am bored with practice. Mm-hmm. I am like believing that this is valuable and good for me. I think this is true that it is. So I'm making myself do it. Mm-hmm. But really, I wanted to go back to my emotions where I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> even, when my, even when I'm upset, I'm, it's, I just feel so connected and so present when I'm just present with what I'm feeling, the emotional quality of what I'm feeling. Um, but I have been told so repeatedly to not do that that I, I stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. So I don't really, uh, what my brain is giving me is that even though I know what you said is not. When you're upset, just feel upset. And so that's what my brain is giving me you. There's only two alternatives, upset, and misery, and suffering, and fear, and anger, or breath. Um, I'm so trying I to give you a third one. Yeah, I, yeah, I know that yeah. you are.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and, but my brain isn't really uh, its having trouble seeing where the third one is.
0: Well, <coughs> the third one is discovering that you see what what you want to do. What your mind wants to do, mm-hmm. it's not. I know it's not what you want to do. It's what your mind wants to do, is to indulge in the emotion, yeah. right? To to get right in there, all this feely stuff, and, and, and yeah. And mm-hmm. even when it's unpleasant, there's a satisfaction in that that you crave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So. The other alternative is to see if you can't discover an even greater enjoyment, that the mind will experience even greater enjoyment and satisfaction when it, rather than just indulging in the emotion, becomes aware of its own process, aware of its own craving not in a judgmental way, not in a, oh, no, I crave to indulge in my emotions, and, but but just noticing that there's a part of your mind that, that that is generating this craving. There's another part of your mind generating this emotion. And then there's some other part of your mind generating the idea that you shouldn't do this, you know, because everybody said not to and everything. Well, you know, while the stage is filled, you've got all these different characters and everything else. So... The alternative to either either crush everything else and focus on the breath or just indulge in the emotion is to to stand back and enjoy the whole drama that's unfolding here. Let the emotion be there. Don't try to make it go away. Let uh, let, Let the desire to be able to stay with the breath be there. And try not to lose the awareness of the breath. But just watch watch this whole thing and see if you can not enjoy that, if you can't enjoy discovering how this whole thing plays, plays out. By but, but basically just stepping a little bit further back so you can take the whole thing in. Well, another way of thinking it, it, of it is, instead of having blinders on as either the breath or the emotions, but open the awareness up to the whole inner landscape that is is present before you. You're only able to do that because you've cultivated enough attentional stability that the breath acts as sort of an anchor. Because without some kind of an anchor, you'd just be lost in the emotion or lost in the thought processes about doing this instead of that and everything else. The the fact of the breath is something that allows you to be anchored here and expand this awareness and see the whole trauma. If you didn't have that you'd get lost in all the different pieces. And so use that to say, Okay, I got my breath to keep me in the present and aware and look at all that's going on and you know and let it go on. Don't don't let yourself get into trying to Stop any part of it because this is good and what I'm supposed to do, and that's not what I'm supposed to do. But I think then you might find you might find that um, there's less resistance. Uh, you'll discover interesting things, and it'll probably be a lot easier, you know, to uh, to go back to the breath when when the point comes when it's obvious that you 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 know that. The has played itself out. The emotion's going away. Okay, we just come back now to just being with the breath until the next drama arises. Try it. Let me know how it works. Thank you. Yes. And then we're. getting over time here. That's right No, go ahead. Let's hear the
1: question. Um, I want first to say that I attended your weekend, and um, the interpretation of the ten steps and how you described the technique helped me immensely. But the most important thing was that you stressed constantly just to be relaxed with that. Yeah. And I did that the first time with such consciousness that it was like, that's it. And everything happened in that moment. It was just beautiful. Of course, that goes away again. But I have a question also to what you just said, and you you integrated and you discussed it a little bit more, so I understand more. But you said earlier, um, you know, you do your mindful practice, and the phone call comes, and you get involved into some emotional uh, discussion or whatever, and you lose it. Is when the definition of mindfulness also is being present, then you can be present in an emotional dis- dis- discussion because that's exactly you want to be there. That's what you want. But went. you also. You also are present in your awareness, right?
0: So That's it's right. not a contradiction. Yeah. That's right. Okay. It's not, but uh, just it is a skill that you've developed that you develop in your practice. And just to point out how it happens in your practice, you know, uh, earlier in the stage of meditation, you're focused on the meditation object, or you're lost in thought or you're in dullness, or you're aware that you were lost in thought or in dullness or or, some, or still observing the meditation object. Okay? And so the awareness of what's happening in your mind, whether it's dullness being caught in distraction or whether it's still following the meditation object, is actually kind of a separate awareness. So you you know you can go into that for the moment and say, ah, yes, I'm still paying attention to the breath. And then you go back to observing the breath. But they seem kind of separate. And you learn to to go back and forth between these. But over time, what happens, you know, in the same way as your power of mindful awareness increases to the extent that just being aware of the sensations at the tip of your nose, naturally you can be aware of the whole body. In uh, the same way, you come to that place where you can be aware of what's happening in the mind while the mind is still following the, the sensations of the breath. And as you become more and more skilled in your meditation, that kind of introspective awareness comes to be continuously present. And of course, that's what allows you to instantaneously, I and mean, you actually instantaneously know if there's a the slightest tendency for your attention to go elsewhere for you slip into wellness. Because you're not just aware of the meditation object, you're fully aware of the mind itself. When you experience that in meditation, you also start to be able to have that experience in, in your daily life, where you're having a conversation with somebody, but you're still aware of your mind. And you see the emotions, and you begin to, you know, you'll hear yourself saying something and yet at the same time you're observing the whatever the need it is that you have that's causing you to say that particular thing. You know, and that might even be accompanied by an awareness that, oh well I probably really shouldn't be saying this. Thing. But you know, the thing is that you now have a much broader and more encompassing awareness. And this is this is where you want to go. But you'll go through the same kind of stages in Daily life and the mindfulness there that you do in meditation. That, in general, certain kinds of things you, you know, you start to have a conversation with somebody, and especially if it involves some emotional content, then that's it. Fills your it fills your awareness, your emotional reactions, the things you're saying, whatever they're saying, and um, there's really no room for that kind of introspective awareness. But it can come in flashes. You can have you have a moment, you know. in the conversation, where you become more aware and then you lose it again, but eventually you'll come to the place—you can't come to the place where you, you remain relatively mindful to some degree or another, even throughout these experiences which would normally carry you away—and that's very, very much where you want to go. That—that that is very important. Okay. Well, great questions. Uh, it's time for us to make ourselves as comfortable as we can, and we'll sit together for um, gee. Anybody have to uh, leave ur- urgently or can't sit for a full 45 minutes because we did questions for an extra 15 minutes? No? OK, we'll go ahead and sit for 45 minutes. <coughs> okay. Let's begin, though, with uh, the mandala prayer, if you will. Here's the great earth, filled with the smell of incense, covered with a blanket of flowers, the great mountain, the four continents, wearing a jewel of the sun and the moon. In my mind I make of them a paradise of the Buddha, and I offer it to you all, sentient beings everywhere. By this deed, may all beings come to know the pure world free from suffering.